Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. I hate this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate this microphone. I hope somebody brings me a handheld microphone <laughs> that I can take care of this problem with because this sucks, this terrible right, so I thought, microphone. I thought at the start of today's show, I get a – I don't know if you get this, Kenny, at times. What? And I think it's gotten better over the years with both of suspicion? us. No, I think we have an internal alarm that's gotten a lot better. Ah. Where that internal alarm did not go off when we started the show and we were going down some awful rabbit hole. And the internal alarm needs to be, you're not entertaining. You're not entertaining. Move on. Get to something. You're losing what listeners. The I got nervous at the start of the show that the bitching of the mic screens wasn't good. But then it got to 617 and we got two tweets. Someone said, I can listen to you guys bitch about mic screens for four hours. Because I was mad at you. I was serious. So I want to know, will fans eventually will get sick of the bitching, right? I need a handheld mic. Why? Because this thing sucks. I'm bent over this table here. This is awful. I feel like I'm Anthony's secretary right now. Oh! Anthony doesn't have a secretary. This is in 1963. I need a handheld microphone for the love of God. Right I, Ray, I know you're out there. I know you can hear me. I need a handheld microphone. I only work, work with, with professionals. professionals. He can't read. What? Hi. Is it in you? I just realized our is boss it is in, in his you? office next door, and he's having a business Oh, he's having a powwow with the powers that be in Philadelphia. Ah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> In the Illidale. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. He's actually going to get my mic, because if I learned anything on today's show, it's that if I bitch and moan enough, I'm going to get my way, because Anthony got a new mic screen. You better keep that mic screen. I He's know. He's not going to keep the mic screen. No, I already... And you got manila folders. I did. The coveted, the vaunted manila folders. By the way, uh, before we get to what we're going to talk about, yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you, is this suspicious, the Facebook ad? Every day I get a slew of facebook ads okay now a lot of them think i'm gonna be nice like ken and just add them that's not true because i have over five thousand i have five thousand friends now so i'm at my limit so dustin fox gave me his uh he has a, a former fbi agent that does background checks mm. so all i do is i just send it over and they tell me if it's real or not and so Are you serious i'm gonna i'm gonna send this one over wow. to him this is from ella schmeller 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 yeah yeah okay this is from ella schmeller 38 minutes ago hello everyone to Two uh, emojis. I started a new group of adults for WhatsApp. There are many single girls here who need good sex. You can participate here without spending any money. Oh, tell me more. Would you say that again, please? They need good sex. There are many single girls here. They don't specify where here is. I think he's. I think she. I think Ella is speaking to WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp is the place to be. Anyway, there are many single girls here who need good sex. You can participate here without spending any money. As you know, Kenny, the, the hard thing for women is they just can't find the good sex. They bitch about it. They complain about it. And now they found a, a town hall of sorts. On Facebook. A, you guys who look like us. Yeah, a repository of just good sex all the way. Anyway. give you the good sex. She adds, you can have sex with your type of girl. Are you looking for a partner? I have to be honest. No. I am not Ella. Uh, are you interested? 
register first and find your satisfaction. Then it says skip thus link. And there's a picture of a redhead purported to Let's be Ella Schmeller. Let's see Ella. Oh, Ella's not real. I well, mean, no, Ella is a that real, is a real person. A real person. <laughs> yeah. I, there are, pe- are there people who have jobs and their job is only to take the yeah. fake profile picture for fake accounts? <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like, yes, of like, course. oh, I'm a, I'm an insurance adjuster. Oh, I'm a, I'm a model. Oh, you're a model. What do you model? I take pictures with selfies. I take selfies in a mirror and then I sell my photos to people who want to rip people off on Facebook. Oh, really? Yes, I make a lot of money doing that because you have no idea how many desperate individuals want good sex. Good sex with Ella. With with Ella. Yeah. Well, they think they're going to have sex with me. They're not going to have sex with anybody. They are going to give up well, the their other, credit card yeah. information in this hopes of good sex. <laughs> this is obviously something that's worked many, many times over. Or they wouldn't be doing it. I don't agree. I think. Really? I think it's playing on the desperation. I'm five minutes into this damn podcast, and I still don't have the handheld mic. I think it's playing on the desperation of so many men. And at, at times, every man, at times, I don't care if you are uh, Rico Suave, that's, a, that's an up-to-date reference. Mm. Uh, I don't care if you're... Fabio. And Don Juan. Okay. Okay? I don't care if you're any of those guys. Every man at some point of his life has felt desperation because whatever they've tried hasn't worked at some point. And so it's easier now than ever before to dupe these dudes, and they all know, oh, this is probably fake. But well, let me someone get who looks click. like that. Well, I mean, come on. You got to be realistic about yourself. Right. Which women are out there? Like, look at me. How, what am I going to give her? Two minutes of the good stuff? <laughs> well, that's what she's looking for. I mean, come she on. She didn't specify a time limit in the profile. What's sad about this is there's no doubt that they throw 10,000 of these out a day with their the algorithm, 100,000 a day, and, yeah. and it's a numbers game. And if they throw it out 100,000 times and it's very cheap, to process that yeah. and to d- disseminate it, put it out, to blast it to everybody. How many do you think actually go down the rabbit hole, click on it, and then of those people, what percentage of them give up their Venmo, give up their money? Because that eventually is what they're trying to do. How many of those do you get a day? I get like two of them. That's it. And I know why. Okay. Got to hear that. You're still marked as single on your Facebook, aren't you? And now you're 40. Oh. You are a 40-year-old male in America who's single. So it has a way to, to process that. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's collating. It's yep. parsing through and all says, of those. it says, you're 40, you must be desperate for good sex. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. Okay. And even if I wasn't single, someone's still falling for I'm it. I'm holding this microphone like a shotgun. Thank God he's here. He's got oh god he's got a long cord. Well, thank God Andy missed that where's first the, op- that Where's opening. the hand? Where's the handheld part of it though? Okay, he's oh! Looky there! Oh, look at the look on his face. Wait a minute! You can't be really upset, can you? Oh, look he's at, furious. He's angry about. Oh, we're we're way over modulated here. Let's, let's turn it down there a little bit. Okay. How's that? That's good. Thank Are you. Happy? Yeah, I'm really happy now. No. Why not? Well, we, me. we we talked about uh, our Facebook spam add-ons in the first five minutes. Two minutes of the good stuff. Yeah. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's good. And it's all tangled. It it's a hold mess. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, can we can we get an okay, actual engineer in here? All right, I mean, there this we go. Is... Thank you, Andy. Boy, I feel a lot better now. All right. Sit no, back and we're relax. Good. We're good. Yeah, that 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 first part of this yeah, uh, this a, podcast was simply an amuse boost. Yes, yes, you can do something for us. Get us a background check on Ella Schmeller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Get the hell out okay. of here. Thank you. Uh, real real quick, just to to put, yeah. put a is it to tie a bow or put a bow tie or to uh, uh, punctuate this conversation? What are we gonna do? Baker was trying to throw the ball away. Come on. Yeah. Even me. Why are we even even talking me. about this? That was for the show. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yes, Did I we... thought he was trying to throw the ball. Because I think as l- the longer the show went, more people felt the confidence and bravery and had courageousness to go out and actually say they thought he just made a bad throw. Also, one last thing for me. Uh, Joe Banner just quote tweeted me. Mm. Uh, as you know, I had tweeted at him. I said, hey, Joe, Terry Pluto gave you credit over the weekend for being the first in Berea to the analytics party. 
He also gave Brent Stellick credit for first contacting Paul D. Podesta. I guess the two of them had worked together within the San Diego Padres organization oh, years wow. ago. I go. said, thank you for your bravery. Joe says, nice of him and much appreciated. Okay, <laughs> this goes to a question you had asked before the season. How much credit does Andrew Barry, excuse me, not Andrew Barry, how much credit does Sashi Brown get? You know, if they go to the Super Bowl, I've joked before that I think John Dorsey should be invited in the booth yeah. with Jimmy Haslam. Like yeah, in but the now suite. he works for the Lions. Don't, don't care. He should oh, still be okay. invited. Still be invited. He should, he should dust off the sweater, the sweatshirt, okay. and put it on. They did sell a number of those. I hope he got royalties off mm-hmm. of those. So Browns do play the Lions this year, don't they? No, do they? Yeah, they yeah, should. Yeah, the, the North. Yeah. Yeah, you're playing the NFC North. Yeah. Okay, so DLC, baby. So when you hear things like that, look, every NFL team's eventually going to have analytics. We know that, right? It, even even the New York Giants, yes. they have some. Their analytics department might be might be a little closet space with, uh, you know, with one intern working there three hours a day, yes. researching the term analytics. That might be all, mm-hmm. but they're all going analytics. Does, does do we give guys more credit? Should we be giving? Like Joe Banner, if that's true, mm-hmm. somebody must have told Terry Pluto that, that Joe Banner actually had this grand vision of analytics. Maybe it wasn't exactly what it is today. Yeah. Uh, because every team's going to have proprietary analytics, and then they're going to start hiring within per, uh, poaching guys from other teams. Yeah. And then basically the whole league's analytics are going to look similar. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a few teams that are out in the forefront and are changing the dynamic. Remember, the Golden State Warriors, light years ahead. Two years later, every team looks like the Warriors. Yeah. So now it's incumbent on the Warriors to go to the next evolution of that. And the other teams, too, because who wants to live in the, in the middle where, you, where, where, it, where it is in the status quo? You want to be out in front and yeah. leading the charge on all these things. The question is, can you... Can you get there? That's a tough thing about competition. Yeah. And that's that's what's awesome about the NFL. These teams are worth billions now. They're saying now with the mm. with the new gambling deals, these teams are going to be worth three billion, Lord four Almighty. billion, five billion dollars. Not just the Cowboys. They're saying the Browns could be worth three three plus billion dollars. So it behooves you to not go cheap on something like analytics that could potentially give you mm-hmm. uh, an advantage, a competitive advantage, or at the very least keeps you with everybody else. Well, it doesn't allow teams to start to distance themselves from you. They're all going to be hiring eggheads to do all this. Mm-hmm. So my question is, yeah. does Joe Banner deserve any credit for getting it started? No. None? No. None? None. Remember, he was the one that hired Kyle Shanahan, by the way. What happened to Kyle Shanahan? He authored in the best offensive season mm-hmm. for the Borough League's half season until, and he went out until and the went, So he, he wanted to get a new coach, and he went out and he got Rob Chudzinski. Mm-hmm. Then he said he can get another coach, and they settled on their seventh decision, which wasn't the worst decision, by the way. Which Mike was, Pettin, because oh, Mike they, Pettin. He, because Joe Banner said he can go, what, get him Jim Harbaugh? Joe Banner deserves absolutely zero credit with this. But do people Let think, me say okay, zero. I know. Here comes the, Tough Talking Ken again. The emphatic Zero. Here, here comes I don't tough care. talking Ken and, around and the Joe corner. Joe Banner is so sensitive about what anybody ever says to him, and I know this for a fact how sensitive he is. Let it be on the record. Zero credit. I give you nothing. Nada. I can't even tell you good day. I don't even care if you have a good day. Bye. Was it Joe Banner who brought in Sashi Brown? I believe he did. So Great. So the question is, if, if Joe Banner's never hired... Do the Browns ever go along this process? There's other Does Jimmy ways Haslam the cat. E- sure, but people like this way now because they think it's the one that's going to finally work. So what you're saying is what? I'm just asking if that never happened. There's always this unbelievable chronological sequence of events that mm. you always wonder, Doc Brown style from Back to the Future, mm. could there have been a skewed line, a schism that could have occurred where this never happens. This world that we live in never happens. There always is. There always is. Well, I'm just going to give Joe Banner 0% credit. Okay. On anything. That's all I was asking. Yeah, there you go. I will give Sashi some credit. I'm not sure which. Because yeah. Yeah. he was the one who decided that he had to tear the thing down. And his name is Mud here. And I don't like. I'm not saying that Sashi Brown would have built a winner. I don't. I don't think he probably could have. And I think anybody who says he could have really doesn't base that on facts. And I know exactly who I'm speaking about when I say that. Uh, again, safety off. Hmm. So well, at least it's someone on because I didn't say the guy's real name because eh, we don't need to dive into that. Anyway, um, Sashi deserves something because it's. 
I can't imagine what it would be like to try to start a plan, have it very publicly get like it wasn't like it wasn't working. Technically, his plan was working. That's the whole problem with it. Your plan was working. Like okay, Chris Greer well, half with the, the Dolphins. Plan. Half the plan was working. But but no no no. The no, other no. half he never he had just time wasn't, to see. But that's what I'm saying. But the plan at the time was working. You were just halfway through it. It's not half the plan. But that's also the easy it, you part. You were full on. The, it was always it, the it easiest easy, part of the plan. But it's the hardest. I could go in and it's, tank. But it's the hardest because I have to talk people. I have yeah. to be convincing enough to talk people to let me go the whole way. Mm-hmm. See, that's the difference. Like in Miami, I bring up Chris Greer. Chris Greer has been given enough where he can go the whole way and try to see the thing through and, and bring draft picks in and see if the Dolphins can do it. Like he gets the chance. You don't get the chance. Sashi Brown didn't get the chance, and now Sashi Brown's out of football, and he's working in the NBA, and his name is mud here to a lot of people, to the vast majority of people. His name is synonymous with losing, and they want nothing to be a part, nothing to do with him, even though Sashi's a very nice and intelligent person. And I liked Sashi Brown a bunch when he was here, but I would tell you that he would deserve some credit, just like John Dorsey deserves some credit, and they all deserve some blame. Because Sashi Brown sold the Browns on a on a bill of work that is yet to be completed. They haven't mm-hmm. won a championship. And to be honest with you, the Haslam's have said themselves in interviews they don't know if they would do it that way again. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to do that. To come in, you buy, you buy the team, and then you have this mess go on for a couple of years. Then the mess is such a mess, you decide that you have to make it even worse. And tear the thing all the way down to the studs to build it back up again. Like, I love being where the Browns are at right now. I love seeing the Browns be a good football team. Because you can. You can you can get those picks and you can mess them up. Look at what the, look what the Raiders have done. I, I know the Raiders got themselves a win yesterday. I don't think the Raiders are a solvent football team right. for a long period of time. I don't. And they've, gosh, I mean, the Alex Leatherwood stuff, and it's just, it doesn't make any sense. But. You know, they won their game yesterday, and it's week one, so everybody needs to have their moment. But I, I just think that I give Sashi Brown some credit because it would be – I mean, you know how I think of, of – I'm very protective of my – I'm very protective of my name. I'm very protective of what I stand for. And to be known as a loser, it's rough. Rough. <laughs> I would not want to do that. To be known as a loser – that's the thing. Like we did this with with Hugh Jackson. And why do you think Hugh wants to put out a book? Because he doesn't to go wanna, on the radio. At, because had he had just never come to the Browns, you know, exactly. everybody in his life told him, "Don't go to the Browns." Had he had never gone to the Browns, he would have been the coach that went eight and eight with the Raiders under unbelievable, unbelievable problems. Boy, issues around every turn. Al, my, Al, da- oh my God. Al Davis died. Yeah. Um, he had to sign the checks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's actually crazy how much dysfunction was going on yeah. there, and he somehow goes 8-8, eight and eight, and he would have got another job. He yeah. would have got a head coach's job. Maybe not that year. Uh, I know that what we were jousting with the Giants, was it? The mm-hmm. Giants to try to get Hugh Jackson. That's right. He would have got another job. This turned out to be the worst job. He also, I, I, I believe him, actually, the one time I believe Hugh Jackson. I believe him. He was probably lied to. Probably the same way that uh, the Dolphins head coach uh, a few years ago. Uh, Adam Gase? No, was he? Well, no, the, 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 the tank job. Was it the coach they have now from, from uh, New England? When yeah, they, Brian they, Flores. Yeah, they were, trying to, they were trying to tank. I wonder if they were up front with him about that. I don't think the Browns were up front with Hugh Jackson. Now you could say, how could you not know? Hugh, just pay attention. But the way that they started dealing with personnel, they were, they were trying to lose games. Yeah. But... They're trying to get younger, which when you're younger, you lose games because they were trying to build for draft picks. And now Hugh Jackson has to try to defend his legacy because his legacy everywhere yep. is 0-16. When Jackson, he's like, I've worked in the NFL for 20 years. How is that my legacy? That's what I say. You know, and it's a, it's a weird thing. I know we all need money, and we all need more money, and I, I respect anybody for doing things for money. But at the same time, you have to have some, some shred of integrity because there's going to be a day where they close the casket on you and you can't defend yourself anymore, and you're going to be remembered for something. How long you're remembered? Well, that's up to and society. No, and, and no longer is it going but, to be with helping uh, Andy Dalton get MVP candidacy. That's yeah. gone. No one's talking about that anymore with you, Jackson. Yep. So you got to be remembered for something. And sorry. He, well, I'm not sorry about it at all. Hugh's going to be remembered as a loser. And uh, 
Well, you know, whether I take delight in that, that's up to the listener. Anyway, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Football season is here. Football is better with Extend Technologies. Check them out online first and stop on into that beautiful 6,500-square-foot showroom, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Speaking of other coaches, I wanted to get to this bad. If you're Urban Meyer, you're obviously thinking about USC. Don't tell me you didn't wake up yesterday when you heard the news, because I mean, he got texts before it became public, you know that. Is he how, how strongly is he thinking about ditching? Because it's not just USC. I know Dennis Dodd said that's that's Matt that's Luke Fickle's job if he wants it. If you're urban right now, I think there's going to be other jobs that are definitely going to be open here. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think that depending on how things go, and I know it's early. I, I you know I wonder about LSU. There's a couple of teams, you know, you start to wonder. I, I, now, he's not going to go to Nebraska, but I, I'm saying there's plenty of movement because somebody's going to go to Nebraska. Then somebody might move around somewhere. Like, I, I think you could see some movement. I think you could see some movement with other NFL teams. I think you could see some movement even with, with Brian Kelly. So, if you're urban, you know, how long – got to figure out how long you want to be there. And if you're the Jaguars, you know, which job is the better job? Do the Jaguars really want him now? Like, I read the Lock and Fora piece. Boy, it seems very old Brownsian, by the way. Just how you can't get on the same page. You have this quarterback that you did everything you can to get. You you tanked it out to get this guy. This guy's supposed to be a franchise savior. And they just looked listless. And, like, their organization was bad to help him. And I'm not going to sit here and turn this into I told you so. But I had certain, I had certain fears about Urban Meyer as a head coach in the NFL. One of them was the organization. The other one was the adjustments. The other thing is, you when you get older, is your is your heart going to be in it as much? You know, are you going to follow through the whole way? And I don't know if he's I don't know if he's equipped to do that. I don't know if he wants to do that. I think that this is, I think he's finding out, and I think he's a poster child to show just how hard it is in the NFL. I think this week was one of the biggest overreactions to a week one in the NFL history. Well, you say that, but people have been doing that all preseason with them, Anthony. It's insanity. It's just a bunch of people that don't like Urban, and they, they, they. I don't know. I don't know. I have against Urban. I don't. I don't know if it's. It's just become such groupthink. Urban Meyer took this job knowing they were a bad football team. He knew they weren't going to win games this year. He knew. He knew he had a rookie quarterback with all sorts of talent that was going to be playing with not a lot of talent around him. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. And if, if there are mistakes that are going to be made, you know, they're going to be personnel mistakes because Urban, Urban needs, needs needed big-time personnel people. The problem is all those guys have jobs. <laughs> so it, it's, it's kind of slim pickings when you're Urban and you're trying to change a culture and you're trying to launch a, a completely new organization and you're doing it on the fly and you've never mm. done it before. This was one of the biggest overreactions I've ever heard. And, every, and what just bothers me, Ken, is I've just seen the same th- – I'm not even seeing original thought. Everybody's just saying the same thing. Oh, Urban's never lost this much. Is it? He knew he was going to lose a bunch of games. I guarantee you he's not an idiot. He, now we're going to go in circles. He, he knew they were going to lose a lot of games. The Lock and Forest story over the weekend, 100% true. I guarantee it's true. But who are the people that signed up to work with Urban Meyer that thought it would be a different way? What the hell did you think you were getting yourself into? And the reality is, in this league, if Trevor Lawrence is really good, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine unless the Jaguars are the worst personnel team in the NFL. So this whole thing that Urban's leaving the job six weeks in is just something that I think media is pushing because they want it to happen because they want the I told you so's. I, oh, I yeah. think, yes, Urban's not going to be there for 10 years. We all know that. Yeah. I do think he, in his mind, his legacy, this NFL legacy is hopefully for him to, to go to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, like every coach. But I think he will want to see if he can change an NFL franchise and, and almost do a Bill Parcells towards the end of his career. And Bill Parcells ultimately failed in doing that. But uh, maybe a Mike Holmgren, what he tried to do with the Browns. Yeah, he wanted the money. But Mike Holmgren was thinking, hey, I, I could turn this around. And this is just another component or another resume additive at the end. Now, Urban, some people just don't think the hell stuff's real. They think he just leaves and he ducks and runs. 
And there are other people who swear to God, and they say they've seen the charts. They've seen the neurological charts. Oh, I believe that he has I, health I, problems. I think there's something there. I believe he has health I problems. I don't think he's going to go back to college and work that job with the NIL stuff, the transfer portal, and having to go 24-7. Also, folks, there are guys that are just hungrier than him now. This is what always has People wonder why you can't stay on top forever, and that's why the Nick Saban thing is so amazing. There are just now other coaches that are younger, don't have as much money, don't have the security blanket that he has. Maybe the Matt Campbells of the world who are, have a lot of money, but not the money mm-hmm. that he has. You know, there, there's just that next rung that want to stay up on the latest in football. You know, when Urban Meyer came in, what he had done was so innovative at Utah. Sorry for bringing and then the Flo- Oh, no, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State was innovative. Guess what? By the end of Urban Meyer's run at Ohio State, Ohio State was not the most innovative. They just had the most talent. Yeah. But they weren't they weren't doing anything new, creative. There were other coaches. Every three years that's happening in the NFL, Urban's not going to stay on top of that anymore. Now it was time to make the move. You had this opportunity to go to Florida. He obviously got, got totally lured in by the cons, and they probably promised him the world. You get the use of the super yacht. You get the private jet. This is the best deal, and they're paying him more than just about every coach sans Bill Belichick. And he probably has so much more other things going that we don't even know about. And I think to to react the way we did because they were losing big in the first half and their quarterback threw two picks, I think that could look to be one of the silliest overreactions ever. It might not work, but do you guys remember Kevin Stefanski last year? Do you remember what he did with the Scottish Hammer last year in the opener and how they got their doors blown off in the opener? Yeah, that's true. And how silly do the overreactions look just a year but later? But I'll tell you this. And he right. didn't exactly have a ton of coaching experience. It's a great defense of your boy. All right, let me, let me tell you here. Because yeah. uh, we, we said this a couple weeks ago, is that he knew he was going to lose a lot of games. It's one thing to know. It's another thing to experience. Okay? Like, <laughs> let me equate this. What's the analogy? I know that if I want to get down to a normal weight, I have to eat right and exercise. It's one thing to know. It's another thing to experience. On the middle of a Wednesday when I'm stressed and my kids are running around and all I want is just a little bit of relief and I'm hungry and I see a Taco Bell over there, that's what's going to happen. It's different to be in the foxhole experiencing it than it is to know. I know. I know, but it's different to experience. And I think that Urban knew he's not stupid at all. My Lord, he knows that this team is, is bereft of talent and also very, very young. And in, even in, I mean, good God, he had 16 wide receivers in preseason camp. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because he's looking for any talent he can get. He had Laquan Treadwell out there and all these other oh, – Cut up a couple of other old heads, even though Laquan Treadwell isn't even old. He had a couple of other old guys out there just trying to figure out what talent you can use. I think he knows, but the experience of it is tremendously different. And I think that we have to ask ourselves, is he going to is he going to be a guy that wants to stay for three years and see it through? Because is it worth it to him to stand up and say, I got Jacksonville back on track. I left Jacksonville in a much better place than where I found it. Trevor Lawrence, partial, like this is the, almost this is the side. This isn't Sashi Brown because he didn't tear anything down. He just took it over. This is almost John Dorsey. Like, the Browns are in a better position than when John Dorsey found them. 100%. And you can give John Dorsey some credit. But whoever becomes the head coach of the Jaguars and they go out and they win something significant, that guy gets credit. Urban can claim it. Which one's going to be more important to Urban? Taking USC, I'm using them as an example, USC to a national championship in the playoff probably beating Ohio State with that USC team or whoever he would take over. Or, hey, I got him back. I got the Jags back to the playoffs. We lost in the wild card round, and then I, I called it a career. But I got the Jags back to the playoffs. Like, one's a much easier argument to make than the mm. other one. Much easier argument to make than the other one. And I can't say it's completely unfounded before because we've seen it before. Al Groh went from the Jets, I think, to Virginia mm. – and you would know that too, right? I'll grow. I think that's what he did. And then, good, good gracious, I, I know yeah, this. Coughlin, is, uh, you know, Pete Carroll. We, well, it's well. Where did Coughlin go to college? He was a, no, he was at BC. I'm saying he was at BC, and then and then he went to yeah, the pros. Yeah, but I'm talking about I'm talking about going from the pros oh, okay, okay. to college. Like I'll grow went to the I'll grow went to Virginia, and then John uh, Robinson go back and forth. Maybe, and then you had um who was oh, that God. on? 
Bobby Petrino. Lou Holtz. Oh, that's right. Lou Holtz was with the Jets. Got the hell out of Dodge. And Bobby Petrino is a four-letter word in that in that sense. So I kind of don't want to loop him in with Bobby Petrino, especially what Mike Zimmer said about him. But, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's not like it hasn't happened before. It has happened before. There is also the question of – because I used to ask, just because I had seen it up front, I'd seen what Mike Pettin was going through. I saw what Rob Chudzinski went through for a year, okay? I used to wonder why on earth anybody would take a college or take an NFL job over a college job. Mm-hmm. Because you are just at you are at the behest of an owner. And now I look at it completely different. I, I kind of want to bring this up on the Saturday show too. Like the the job has changed so much where there was a time like okay, Vince Lombardi had total control over his roster. Paul Brown had complete control over the Browns. Like, he wasn't the owner. Art McBride was the owner. But he controlled every single aspect of that team. And then he became an owner of his own team in Cincinnati. But there was complete control with that coach. And up until recently, it's completely different. But think about this. With NIL, would you rather deal with guys who are, you know what? You get money now. You have a paycheck. Your thanks is the money. In the words of Don Draper, that's what the money's for. I don't need to thank you. A check comes in.
says is five. off the air. <laughs> he says five is connected. Here comes Tom. Everybody's in here now. Well, it's all systems go. Bring your best. We have a real Odyssey town hall going on Folks, in here right now. Who's next in the Royal Rumble of Odyssey? It's David Fields. No S. Oh, it's Field. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Which, which is it's better? Wheezy Kramer. Here's oh my God, where did you come from? This is incredible. Let's turn up events. Funny. You know that was funny. The best is this isn't even our worst podcast moment. No. it's when we brought in the AAA broadcaster That's from right. the Alpena, Michigan. That's right. It was Houghton, Michigan. Thank you very oh. much. Hi, Tom. Houghton. See, told fancy you. man vacations. Lot, no, but a lot of a lot of people go up there and say it's just like this destination. The problem is you have to leave Cleveland when it's nice to go up there when it's nice. Well, That's true. Don't you want to be he- Everybody yeah. says it. What's the drive? Very clean. Oh, it's just five hours. I mean, it sucks. I'd rather go to Skinny Atlas. Yeah, I got you. I got go you. To I got skinny you. Atlas. Okay, we back on? Go that way. All right, we're back on. We're back on. Oh, you've, you've been you've on give... for the whole thing. All right, okay. so Kenny went he on. He says we've been on for the whole thing. <laughs> you have no idea the bashing that just transpired. Just Ken did his power rankings of notable personalities oh here at the station. Wait till you hear where Andy Baskin, where he landed. Dead last. How do you like that? Well, Boom. it's seven in heaven. It can change Boom. week to week. It could certainly change. Boom. Week to week. All right. So what? Oh yeah. So I was talking about coaches, college and pro, right? Did it? Did they get to hear the good stuff about Sean McVay? Should I go over that again? Go over the Sean McVay. All right. The, yeah. the last thing we heard was okay. about the money, and about how college coaches. Oh okay. Yeah. My whole thing. I think it should be more about power because before, back in the day, college coaches used to go to the NFL for, for money, and now the money is and prestige. Yeah. Money is different now. Like, it was always like, Woody Hayes never made much money. That was the whole thing. And Joe oh. Paterno actually never made much money. I mean, they, um, obviously, they were, they were one of the wealthier people in their town. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like what it is now. Um, That's a great point. And now yeah. you have money. But now, think about this. You have to deal with, you have to deal with boosters. And now boosters can pay players in, in certain facets and certain ways. If you go to the NFL... Everything's on the up and up. It's who's the best. Who can out who can out coach who? That comes down to football. Okay. Now it's different because coaches and, and it could change here in the next few years, as we're seeing. Coaches get more power. I brought up Sean McVay. We we, we drove to Chicago last week or two weeks ago now. And we listened to the Peter Schrager podcast, the Flying Coach Podcast, which I, I love Peter Schrager. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't. I love Peter Schrager. So they were interviewing um you had him ahead of basket in your it rankings. Was Kyle Shanahan, the yeah. It was Kyle Shanahan uh, talking with, with Sean McVay. You can't tell me Sean McVay is going to sit there as he's close personal friends with Kyle Shanahan and worked for Kyle Shanahan at one point, sees the power that Kyle Shanahan has and says, why can't I have that? Why Now, now I have no picks. Less need is in charge here. I want that. Like, I think it's time for a major power play after this year. That team's going to get old very quickly in L.A., that team is, has no draft picks. If they're, They will struggle at some point. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad at some point for the Rams. So when it gets really bad, what's going to be Sean McVay's parachute? You can either get the hell out of there while the mm. getting's good and go somewhere else, and one of these other teams would hire you in an instant. And then you can get your own general manager. Or you're an L.A. guy. Seems like he wouldn't go to L.A. Or it seems like he doesn't want to leave L.A. How about this? Just go to Stan Kroenke and demand power. And if that gets rid of less Sneed, then so be it. Or less Sneed's working for him. That's how that should work in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Or what if Sean McVay just ends up going to USC? <laughs> Mike drop, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. 35 years old, young guy, L.A. vibes. I'm hoping Cal Hurd doesn't hear this so I can say it on Saturday. Be how amazing. It. Let's sum up. Seriously. 
you finish the season, USC would wait on you if you were seriously interested. You'd have to keep it quiet. You have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. The Rams are a serious contender. Yeah. You finish this season, say you win it. Now it's hard to walk away from a win. Say you lose it. It's easier to walk away. And at the end of your season, even though, gosh, the national signing days beforehand. Who cares? But you would go. But you would go. Exactly. You would go to USC with plenty of time and cachet. Guys can change your minds now. You're the type of guy. You could transfer. Like, you could sign a letter of intent. I think you could change your mind two days later. You are the type of guy who can completely change everything about it. You're a, you're a, a, a Los Angeles red carpet guy. He could absolutely do it. I got one more. You liked that well, idea, didn't I, you? I, that intrigues I, you. I want to even add on to it. Maybe he sees Matt Stafford up close and personal and is like, yeah, this is what some people thought it was with Matt Stafford. He's not the real deal. And because we have no draft picks and we have no way to get out of this emergency, I'm going to leave. Of course, uh, people think we're crazy. If you put this out, they'll aggregate it. They'll mm-hmm. aggregate it out there in the West Coast, although maybe they should be happy. Wouldn't they rather have their USC, their prize Trojans, wouldn't they have rather have them be good than the Rams? Come on. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's a bigger deal than the Rams up there, isn't it? Yep. There you go. So I, I would still feel it that way. There you go. I don't know. The Rams are – I followed a couple of fan bases, and Rams fans in L.A. did seem to be pretty – Striding about the Rams. The, the Raiders are kind of all over. They've always been nomadic. The Rams, the Rams in their own way have been nomadic too. I mean, I know they were started in Cleveland, but there always has seemed to be a, a still rather large contingent in L.A. that have supported the Rams. I'm not sure about that. But uh, certainly it would be – like, I, I'm not sure. Like, you've been to L.A. I've never been to L.A. You've been to L.A. multiple times now. If you were to rank the teams in L.A. as far as fan love, Lakers – it's uh, it's Lakers one, Dodgers two. Dodgers two. Yeah, Dodgers are a huge deal there. Where do the, okay? Where does USC, UCLA, the Rams? Now, I mean, I, I I think now because you know UCLA had the the backing because of the basketball program, but you know college basketball is taking such a dip. Either way, mm-hmm. that it's always it's always going to be Lakers and the Dodgers are right there. The Dodgers have this huge. You you think these big cities still love their baseball? You know, yeah. it, it, it is it is incredible. That's true. Chicago, New York, and uh Not every Atlanta. time. By the way, again, I'm driving through Chicago. They were talking way more Cubs and White Sox than they really? were about Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, which is crazy because their football team, it has been so long since they have been really sustainably good and had a quarterback. I mean, they went crazy with uh with with Jay Cutler, who before that? Is it Greasy? Not Greasy. Uh, Kyle Orton for a minute. Orton, that was the Purdue. one. Purdue. Yeah. Purdue is a school we never – I'm glad we're starting to talk about him more. Like, what a good what a good uh, quarterback yeah, had, school. Didn't Jeff George yeah. go there at first and then before transferred he transferred? Illinois? Yeah. I mean, good God. Yet him, Len Dawson from Alliance, Ohio, Bob Greasy, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Brees. Wasn't there a Browns quarterback from Purdue? Yeah, Gary Danielson. Gary Danielson, yes. Didn't was it Phipps? Did Phipps go to Purdue? Ah, Phipps went to know. Purdue. Ah, what the hell? You've been to Ross Aid Stadium? I have. Where's that? What's it like? I, Rank it in the big. They say top five Big Ten stadiums. Go. Go. They say boiler up. Boom, boom. Of course, got to go with the horseshoe number one. Uh, not the loudest though. Uh, Camp Randall is still the loudest I've ever been to, followed by Penn State, and then I would go just the big house because of the tradition. How cool it is. It really is cool that when you are walking outside, I love how every stadium has just such a different setup, that when you're walking outside of the big house, you go down. You go down like 10 floors of stairs. It actually is pretty cool. I hate to give Michigan credit for anything. Uh, their campus is awesome, by the way. Ann Arbor is Beautiful. a fun, fun place. It's a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin is probably even better. I actually might like Madison, Wisconsin even better really? as far as a college town goes. But Purdue is cool. It's like a huge high school stadium that uh, that just emerges right in the middle of a neighborhood, and it's so beautiful there, especially in the fall. It's incredible. And I was there for Holy Buckeyes, so that will always change. Most people probably go there and say it sucks. It sucks. Did you ever go to uh, Ryan Field? Uh, Northwestern? No, I've missed out on those trips, and I hear the train ride for the fa- opposing fan bases. Like, we did the Wrigley yeah. train ride. It was all Cubs fans. Yeah. It's all Ohio State fans. 
on that train ride going to Northwestern. That would be pretty wow. fun. That'd be fun to invade another town and do it like that. It's the best Mac stadium you've been to. I haven't been to that many. Really? No. No. Peden was very nice. Peden, I have been to Peden. I've been. To, I've been to. Uh, what's what is it? In Oxford. Wherever, what is it called? I forget. Damn it! I keep just want to say Cradle Coach. Talamunda, Talamunga. Uh, I've what been to. It? What about Bowling Green? Was that decipherable to you? Or, uh, I've just driven by it. I haven't been in it. I've been in it. It felt like Leatherface was going to come out <laughs> after you. Um, I, you know, I've never actually been to Emphasision for a game. It's it's it, it's a beautiful. Wait, what about Ohio? Uh, what about the Browns? Uh, practice. They did a Saturday practice there. I before. wasn't there. They should do more of that. Brown should go to Infocision. They should they should have some more camp days. They get more done. Well, I they'll they'll do plenty of games in Infocision when they build the new stadium up here, and they have to play their home games down at Akron. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking? Why are you about? laughing? I'm not. What are you talking about? The place holds over thirty thousand. It yeah. can with the with the uh, with the hill. If they build a new stadium, where are they going to play their games at? Oh, you mean Think for that it. year? Yeah, if they build if they build a brand, which will Am happen. I wrong. During, I I assume they'd go down to the horseshoe. It'll probably happen during our careers. You're going to play your home games in Columbus? For a year. You don't think? No, Keith? I don't. I would They're going to they play probably... in front of 30,000 instead of 100? You can't. You'd get for a yet year. 100,000 people in there for a. Uh, maybe, yeah, Remember, it's a money making venture. Yeah, but why? And you expand your footprint. Okay, but I can stay close. Remember, you God, want I to say, sound like a CEO. Go to expand the your footprint. Your players live in Cleveland. Yes. You want, and your facility is still going to be in Berea. But either way, it's you're at a hotel minutes. the night before a home game. It's But it's still 40 minutes. It's two hours down to Columbus. Everything's going to be a road. I know. Road trip. I know. But for one year Keith, to try to make as much money as possible. Podcast. Back me up on this. Come and on. Again, again, Kenny, expanding the footprint. It's all about expanding the footprint. Expanding okay, the footprint. then just go play your games in Detroit. I'm sure they'd love that. Uh, every the footprint. The Browns play in a different regional. Area. They play Indy. They try to take over Indy for a game. They go to Happy Valley. They go to Penn State at the Erector set that is Beaver Stadium. One hundred and ten thousand. Let's I, go. I kind of like that stadium. I do too. I, I, I can't. Like admit, it. I can't it's admit it, but I do. It's so damn big. Lord, is it big? Um, okay. Have I been? To oh, five? I have a controversial ice cream take. Please. It's ten fifty. I don't even know if we're back, even back. So go uh, ahead, say what you want. Quickly, what yeah, quickly. <laughs> Love this. We're brought to you by Extend X T N D A V dot com. Go to Extend Technologies. Uh, go to Extend Here comes the eraser phrase. So many great ice cream places around Northeast Ohio. Oh God, just say it. But we're driving through, and people are like, "You gotta go to Culver's. You gotta go to Culver's." Oh, if you're Penn State, you gotta go to the Creamery, guys. Ice cream. It all kind of tastes the same. I don't think so. It just depends whether you're getting the custard no, or you're getting the ice cream. You're telling me it's worth traveling. I just saw go an hour and a half drive, one tank trip down to this ice cream mecca in central Ohio. It's oh, like, I'm not going to drive for ice dude, cream. Dude, it's but... ice cream. You're done with it in two minutes. That's like going to get ramen. Is... Two hours to drive for ramen. You're done in five minutes. What, What's the point? What the place I went to. It was in, uh, damn it, it was in Birmingham, Michigan. And it was, where, I think it's Sanders Chocolates, and it's where they originated Sweetest Day. Okay. And you don't, you can't believe this. What are you guys laughing about? Okay. But this is the point. I went to Sanders Chocolates to get chocolates for Lizzie for Sweetest Day. She thought, by the way, she thought I was BSing her the whole time. She thought it was a made-up story. And it wasn't a made-up story, I swear to God. And I had an ice cream sundae. It was so good. And also, I love Heggies. You ever been to Heggies in Canton? I've heard about it. You've talked. You've talked about. I'll Dustin's kiss your bare about. ass if you don't think that ice cream is better than anything else. I'll tell you right now, Heggies ice cream, better than anything else. My mom would come up out of her coma for some Heggies ice cream. I guess right it's now. weird. I would drive and go somewhere for a steak dinner. I would go drive somewhere for stone crabs, just stuff that you're not going to get. Ice creams. Everywhere. I hope people are listening to this because I didn't want to say that line for nothing. <laughs> so I better get some tweets later on going, Jesus, Ken. Oh, my goodness, goodness gracious. What would I really drive for? I don't know. Turn the podcast off. We're done. Right. So get a load of this about Dustin Fox. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.